brought to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. So many things to talk about at the top of the show. I always thought I was a good multitasker, but I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm really good at it now. Can you go be great every single day, every time you do something? That's when it gets hard, right? And the problems you opening that up this cardboard this box. Is, this is phenomenal radio. Like, this is great. <laughs> Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so, large device or small, audio or video, your favorite podcatcher, all the social medias, choice D, all the above. John here, Hannah there, and it is another round of what's going on. we got some really cool guests this week. We do. I'm excited for this podcast. We finally catch up with Buford head coach Bryant Apple. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We haven't talked to Coach App in like a year, so we finally got some time with him today. I was well, uh, well it's, it's probably the other way around, is that he finally <laughs> had like seven minutes where he could sit there and it's like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to eat lunch. I'm going to catch up with Hannah and John. I think that's how that works. Yeah, so very grateful that he made some time for us. No doubt. Wolves are 3-0. and They face Carver Atlanta on GPB Sports this Friday. There's the plug. There you go. And we'll also go to the coast and catch up with Benedictine head coach Danny Brett. Always great to talk to Coach Britt about what's going on there at the coast. They're also undefeated at 4-0. Yep, beat Ware County 31-24, so it was uh, a big win, big crowd. It, one of those games in the non-region schedule down there on the coast that really is must-see. And Benedictine was down early, came back to win by 7, and you know, if you, you ask Danny Britt, there are going to be lessons. You ask Jason Strickland from Ware County, there's going to be lessons in this one. So lessons all around, two great teams going at it last Friday night. Part of a fantastic weekend that included our game of the week. Yes, it did. Speaking of last weekend. And uh, one of the, the staff and the staff whip around was very, very pleased with the result. We'll get to that mm-hmm. later in the show. We also have stuff. We also do have stuff, but let's talk about our game really quick. Okay. Uh, Big Orange Jungle in Lilburn. We had North Gwinnett and Parkview. Mm-hmm. What ended up being a wild yes. game. Yes. Came down to the final minute when the Panthers scored. Won at 35-32. John, we were on the sidelines. It was electric. And Parkview is literally, if you've never been there, it is a D2 college campus. Yeah. I mean, it's the stadium and the facilities are incredible. But, yeah. but anyways, back to the game. The game was what awesome. Game? <laughs> uh, yeah, Trelane Maddox, our Georgia Cotton Commission player of the game. The Georgia Cotton Commission, the natural choice. For Georgia and for Parkview, Trelane Maddox goes for 228 and three, a three-yard touchdown with 110 to go. Gave Parkview the lead, and then North Gwinnett had the chance to try to come back down and uh, get a tying score, but couldn't quite get it into field goal range as time expired. Homecoming for Eric Godfrey, and it was interesting with Joey Sturdivant as well, where you have alum versus alum for the home team. And trying to do the math, I think that Joey Sturdivant is the third head coach in 33 seasons. Wow, wow. Cecil Flo on the sidelines, which was another really cool thing. Uh, Coach Flo has been battling some health problems the last handful of years, but he was there. He was styling. Yep. He had the tie on. He was, and he was, he's talking to kids. He's coaching kids up after, you know, things, you know, like a, oh, I think I he was talking it. to one of the punters after a, a punt didn't go the way that the punter wanted. And so he's trying to get everything lined up with alignment with the punter. It's like, okay, hold your hand like this and the ball gets, re- <laughs> literally, Coach Flo has not stopped coaching. But yeah, 23 from Cecil Flo, nine from Eric Godfrey. Godfrey leaves in the offseason to go from his alma mater park view to North Gwinnett. I mean, his dad. Mm-hmm. Eric's dad, just to give you an idea about what Parkview is to this family. 
Brookwood and Parkview used to share the same stadium. Mm-hmm. And Eric's dad would get mad having to sit on the visitor's side even when you're playing at Parkview. So it's like you're the, you're the visiting team. Like if you're playing Brookwood and you're the visiting team and Brookwood didn't have a facility, you're having to sit on the other sideline. That's how mad yeah. the Godfrey clan got. Now you're on the other sideline because you're coaching the other team. The other team, yeah. And so you have all of this craziness, but yeah, it's fantastic. If you missed the beginning of the broadcast too, John did an awesome story. So tell, tell the folks your open story about the traditions and then all the things that you talked about in the open show. Well, I mean, you had like the 45, 45 in yeah, a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had 45 wins in a row. Coach and Godfrey left, and yeah. he left a list of oh, traditions. Oh, the 30, yes, oh, the 30 traditions. the traditions, John. Oh, the 30 Did you traditions. forget what you talked about at the well, top of the show? Well, there's so many things to talk about at the top of the show. Uh, the very, very top of the so show. So, Coach Godfrey, before he leaves, uh, he leaves a list of 30 traditions that he wished or hoped would still be part of the Parkview DNA when and it came one to of them when it came to game day right away yeah and so for the visiting team the visiting team always is supposed to walk in and hear over the PA at the press box welcome to the jungle by guns and roses yeah. so sure enough godfrey's yeah. the We're first one off the right bus there. We're standing right there the he's walking right by Daryl Miller's got the camera right in his face and you hear yeah. guns and roses coming over the PA welcome to the jungle and this is where and this, <laughs> no, and, this, me and this is where we have the drop that's less than seven seconds, so we don't get into any kind of trouble. Welcome to the jungle. We got fun and game. Yeah, but could we have Hannah sing just a touch more? Please? That'd be awesome. Come on, I think Hannah. that's all you're going to get. Ambassador, gonna Jer- get. Oh. Ambassador Jeremy trying to call the shots from the other side of the glass, <laughs> as he should. Sing. No, you well, think, Yeah, you I do. I think we already broke the mic. I think, shh. <laughs> so Hannah can't do the rest of the podcast. All right, so awesome game Friday. Yes. Uh, Panthers go 3-0. and Yep. And we had a great web game, too. We had a great web game. With uh, Sandy Creek and East Coweta, and so that East one... East Coweta kind of pulled away pretty early. What was the final score on that I'm one? efforting that one. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, 31-14 was your okay. final. Nice. And, and, you know, once again, you have a 7A school going up against a 3A champ that graduated a lot of folks and new head coach and all those kinds of things. So it's a great rivalry down there in uh, southwest of Atlanta. So very, very cool at Garland Shoemake to have that game on on the web on gpb.org slash sports. Quick, quick whip around the rest of the state. Here's some unbeatens that just jumped out to me. Colquitt, Mill sure. Creek, Walton, Gainesville, TCC, Houston County, 4-0, putting up some huge numbers against opponents right now. Right. BT, Coffee, Cartersville, Sly, just to name a few of the unbeaten so far. Anything else jump out to you? Any surprising losses? Mm, surprise. Well, let me go through... Uh, might be the margin. Valdosta beating Warner Robins 45-12. I would say yeah. that's uh, that's one that's going to be a, a part of the discussion. Marist in a, in a tight one with BT now at 3-1, and 17-10. We mentioned what was going on with Ware County and Benedictine. We get into details with that with Danny Britt coming up in just a sec. Great rivalry, Calhoun and Cedartown. There's one there. You mentioned Perry. Perry and Veterans, 49-41, 90 points there. Uh, Bainbridge beating Thomasville. Uh, quad A school over uh, Thomasville. That, that was by 18. Wayne and Appling played last week. Cedar Grove. Cedar Grove. They're two and two, mm-hmm. but they beat Collins Hill, yeah. a 7A school. They, they're they at Mill Creek this Friday. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a tough But game. that's what they don't play a team inside of AAA until they get to region play. Coach Adams will sit here and tell you that he was doing it on purpose, yeah. testing his team. And so it, you can't. Sometimes you can't look at the the record this early in the year. No, and that's even the thing. though 
even though I just did for a, a two and a two. Lot I know. Uh, Northeast uh, Northeast beat Carver Columbus two one. Carver had a fourth and two at the Northeast five. Didn't convert at Monroe area. Their first loss losing to PAC. PAC keeps rolling along. Fitzgerald now two and two. Nice. Losing to uh, Madison County, Florida. Lost second consecutive loss for the first time since oh. twenty seventeen. So keep, uh, you know, obviously, once again, like you're saying, don't necessarily pay attention to the number to the yeah. right of the dash, yeah. especially when you're looking at the stuff this time of year. You mentioned Bleckley. I'll mention Irwin. Uh, you mentioned Sly as a part of that matchup. Clinch beating Cook. Manchester losing to Lamar, 17-14. That was a bit of a surprise, too. So uh, you're looking at a couple of those, and there are some other newsy things that we'll get into later in the show. Yes, we have more to get to later in the show, including preview our game and giving you some games to watch. But first, it's our first guest today, Benedictine head coach Danny Britt. Here's our conversation with him. Hey, Coach Britt, thanks for joining us today. You're 4-0, coming off a 31-24 win over Ware County. Your quarterback looked awesome, Croman Hawk. He threw for 220 yards, three TDs. Bryce Baker had a big night, 115 yards and a TD on seven carries. Tell me about the game, and how did it feel to get that 4-0 win? Yeah, it was an incredible uh, incredible atmosphere the other night. Great game. It's always great playing Ware County. It's just to what we feel like really good programs going at it to well coached programs and great you know fan bases all the above so uh it, it was really exciting a great night um came out and fell fell 14 to nothing behind and uh was very proud of our guys for continuing to fight and you know you mentioned luke and bryce and those are the two dogs from the game that just really i mean they they turned it up but uh, but the entire team just really you know ha- had a good night when you're down 14 nothing, what are the conversations like? I know that you want to have tests like this to get you ready for Season 2, the region play, Season 3, the playoffs, but what are the conversations like there when you're down 14? And it's something a lot of guys may not have experienced before. Yeah, I think <laughs> we were talking back in the uh, the coach's office after the game, which uh, we come back in and we just de- decompress, right? Just kind of say whatever you need to say. And – you know the, the conversations over the headsets are are kind of uh, kind of crazy, and at mm-hmm. that point, you know, saying things that uh, we don't want to repeat. But um, <laughs> but truly, when it came to the game, I never felt like, oh well, this is it, we're out of it. You know, I just was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. You know, it's truly what it was, and we just talked to the kids like, hey, you keep doing what you do. We know we can score quick. Just keep playing, and and it and it you know kind of panned out that way. So out of these conversations after the game, what were your takeaways about things that you were wanted to work on? What were you frustrated with throughout the game? Yeah, we actually I've got a list of uh, uh-huh. eleven things here that I'm going to talk to the kids about. Uh, where, where is nice. you know, let's see it? Let, let's first. see it. Where's that list? <laughs> yeah, it is. I got I got it. I got it right here. Uh, you know, written down, and, and we'll talk about it today. But. Here's what I believe, and I tell the kids this all the time, you know, great leaders first use their thumbs, and, and that's meaning point back at yourself and what what could you do differently. And, you know, the biggest thing is I had talked about we were going to attack. We were going to get, you know, we were we were going to go win this game. We weren't going to play it safe. And then we fell 14 points behind. We get down inside the five, and I'm make, trying to make this decision where to kick a field goal, whether to go for it. Truth is, I should have just – said, told my offense coordinator to go for it. They put what we call the meat package out there, the big guys, and we, <laughs> we go try and score. You know, we're down 14, why not? Well, I waited too long, then I call a timeout, then I say, you know, it. that's on me. 
that's on me. I, I left the game plan because we fell behind 14 to nothing. And that, that, that's something I will improve continuously. And then really a lot of very little things, you know, you know, some motion that we had, uh, you know, just wasn't clean enough. We've got to clean up some things and, you know, some certain assignments on special teams and that sort of thing. So, but as far as the way we played and, and, and to me, that's always the key first. I tell them before every game, uh, quote, Ert Russell used to say all the time in the locker room, all mistakes are mine, meaning me as the head coach, everything's on me. You fumble, that's on me. You, I should have coached you better. But if you don't go full speed and give it every bit of your your body and soul, that's on you and you have to live with it. So as long as I feel like they're doing that, we'll fix the rest of it. You mentioned Irk Russell, one of the legends in coaching, regardless of level, and frankly, he should be in the College Football Hall of Fame. I mean, that, that Frank Solkowski and I will probably sit there. Nice. We, we will be on a mountaintop with a big flag just because I think Irk is like two years short when it comes to coaching and things like that. It's ridiculous. What is your best lesson that you learned from Irk and your time at Georgia Southern? Oh, my goodness. Um I think it, it, it's it's not what you do at any one time. It's showing up and doing it over and over and over again every single day, every single time. You know, anybody can go be great for a day. Can you go be great every single day, every time you do something? And that that's when it gets hard, right? When, when you don't feel like it, you don't feel good. Other things are going on in your life. And I think that's what it is. You just keep showing up. You keep showing up. You keep working. You keep putting everything into it, and good things will happen. What is the most difficult thing to maintain at Benedictine in football? Is it consistency and expectation? And what's the easiest thing about Benedict being uh, the head coach at Benedictine these days? John with the deep questions today. Yeah, that is that's that's uh, you need to let me think about that a little bit. Um, we can play some Jeopardy I music think if you want. The hardest thing, it, the the expectations, <laughs> they're there. They know that now. At a point, if they come to Benedictine. And we talk about this. If you're coming to Benedictine, you know the expectations. And that's that's to be really, really good and to, to win championships while you're here. Um, so there's the expectations. That's easy to, to get around. What What is hard is continuously keeping those guys with those expect, expectations that can also survive the school expectations. Yeah. What are and, and what are those? You're in the military. You got to follow all those rules. You literally get points if you wear the wrong socks, and I don't mean just the wrong color socks. If they're not the right brand of sock, not kidding. And that's just wow. they know that coming in. You, you so so it's hard for people to maintain. It also academic standards, drug testing. Everybody's going to be drug tested. You have to be able to be strong enough on the weekend to look at somebody and say, "No, I'm going to stay away from this." So all of those things and still maintain a very high level um, athletically, it's it's tough. And finding those kids that are willing to do that. Yeah, that's a lot on a young kid. No doubt. Well, you have some exciting things going on. You've got a new coaches yep. show, which is really fun. And there's a lot yeah. of new, what are we calling it? Stuff. A network. A network. A cadet's network. Coach, tell us about that. Promote your coaches show and tell us all the cool things that are going on. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of really great things. Um you know, uh, uh, Charlie had on the ESPN organization here and we had really started working with us and, 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 you know, doing all of our games with the radio and just different things. And that had changed. So we started a watch bcsports.com. 
and uh, got advertisers in it. And we we have a Thursday coaches show at Bowtie Barbecue right down the street. See, now I'm hungry. Uh, owned by Benedictine <laughs> grad. Uh, incredible food. And, and I think uh, we, we went from having five people at it the first week to 30 people. I think there were 50, over 50 people there nice, last time eat, so eating lunch and just – so it's good. We come in, they want, you know, watch and listen to us do the show and um, just a lot of really cool things. And then you can, you can listen to the home games with, with, with Kevin Willis, who does an incredible job, actually. Yep. He's, he's a professional. And then, uh, and then they'll bring in different color people uh, to help him with that. And then, um, you know, on the away games, you'll be able to watch and listen. Watch BC Sports. Yes. Very, very cool awesome. stuff from some old friends. Well, Coach, as always, thanks for hanging out with us, and thanks for letting us know everything that's going on there at Benedictine. Hebron Christian coming up around the corner. Jonathan Guest, we always know what his pedigree is from his time at Eagles Landing Christian. Thanks for hanging out with us on the show. We'll catch up with you soon and continued success. All right. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. to grab onto a comet to have a couple of minutes with this guy because of all the demands we got him right here hey coach app the wolves are three and oh you're coming off of bye week did you get any rest over the bye week? <laughs> what, what sort of things did you work on with the team <laughs> we actually did we gave him monday off and then um tuesday we had a good work day thursday we had a good work day plus we had a jv game too so um you know we did as much as we could with the guys that didn't go to the jv game and uh, Wednesday, we went over to the stadium and did a helmets practice and, and, and did a bunch of passing stuff. And Friday, we ran the crap out of them early in the morning, gave them Friday <laughs> afternoon off. Coaches got a little bit of rest and kids got a little bit of rest. So, When you look at what you've been able to be a part of as Buford as a program and has been able to accomplish, how difficult is it for you and the coaching staff to sit there and not have all of these talented student athletes looking at press clippings, looking at social media, looking at, at interviews, catching up with folks like us. How difficult is it for them and for you and the staff to focus on the task at hand about getting through that Friday night, getting to the next and chasing after a, a state championship? It, it is a different day and age in that regard. Um, I mean, I think even worse than five years ago. And it usually kind of comes in you know, phases, like every couple of years something changes, but it, it was sped up. You know, uh, probably because of COVID a little bit, but also just because of the amount of media outlets there are nowadays. There's so many more people with cameras and so many more people with articles and, and websites and, and and stuff like that. It's hard to keep it from a kid. You know what I mean? You 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 wish you could just say, let's shut down Twitter, let's shut down um, Instagram, let's shut down YouTube and everything for for the whole season. <laughs> but, you know, you can't. Uh, but you try as hard as you can to keep kids focused on what the you know the, the ultimate goal is, and the ultimate goal is honestly just is to you know go one and know that day and try try to try to figure out a way to get better. And um, but you know, it's, it's no way you can keep it completely out of the equation. But it does make it difficult to focus day to day and to focus game to game versus looking way out ahead of ahead of you and saying, hey, this is what's really going to trip us up. Well, no, <laughs> you know, it, this week will trip you up if you let it. Yeah, especially being on a national stage like you guys seem to be week after week. Well, you have the number one player in the country, the number one and two players in the state, Dylan Riola. You've got safety KJ Bolden, the number six player in the state. Brag on these players and what type of leaders are they and, and how do they just make the Wolves sing this year? I, I give it up to those guys, um, especially, you know, KJ and, and, and even Dylan. You know, he's new. 
around Buford, Georgia, but he fits in like a glove as far as the, um, you know, the intangibles and, and the, you know, the characteristics we want our senior leaders to have, you know, unselfish, you know, um, player led type, you know, uh, you know, leadership in the locker room, that type of those two guys embody those things. And then they bring guys along with them. They encourage every guy on the team, whether they're the next best player or they're, you know, a freshman that, that won't play but three snaps all year long on the freshman team. They're really pouring into those guys. I mean, I coach the little, little league around. I go straight to practice afterwards. They'll, they'll show up to our practices and, and show up to our, you know, dinners and team events just to, just to hang out and say, hey, hey to the kids because they know they, they love them. And, and they just want to pour into everybody around Buford, Georgia. And, you know, Edridge the same. All of them have good and bad days on that end because they're high school kids and they're teenagers. But – you know, they, they're all well-recognized around the community, and, and they love the fact that, that they're kind of leading the torch and, and, you know, carrying the torch as far as the leadership aspect on the football field. With every university on this planet and probably another couple of planets here in the solar system that are interested in, in Buford Bulls student-athletes, when it comes to recruiting them, what is what what is chain of command? I mean, is it literally you and your phone blowing up? You know, a a, co- a college coach or a recruiter sits there and it's like uh, dials you up, Coach App. You know, I'd like to come on a Friday night. Or is there is there a chain of command when it comes to making sure that the, all of the conversations are there? Is it just dropping by, saying hi? When folks want to come and recruit Buford student athletes as a top five national program, how do they do it? Actually, no, I. I um... I, and I get a lot. I get a lot of phone calls. I get a lot of text messages. I'm involved in all of these conversations. But uh, Ferron Davis, our, our our running backs coach, he's our recruiting coordinator, longtime coach in Atlanta at Doug High School, and you know, uh, with, with all the you know good players they had to go to NFL back in the day. And he's been with us. Let me see. He's been in Buford 15 years now, I believe, somewhere around there. So he came with Jess within Jess' first couple of years, and like I think year three or four. Being under Jesse, you know, he he knew all these guys and, and had a bunch of connections because all the recruits they had back at Doug in the day, and um he he uh kind of took it over for Jesse at that point, and he's he's been running with it ever since I've been the head coach, and and I mean I tell him all the time like anybody that says you know he's not doing this or he he he's getting too much of that he I can't give him enough because he takes all that stuff off my plate. And every once in a while, I got to go, you know, open the door, meet with the guy, you know, kind of be around if he's off campus and stuff like that. But he takes at least 90% of what, what's going on in the recruiting world off my plate, which is, I mean, I don't have enough time to do anything. And <laughs> imagine if I had to do that, like, like most coaches do. I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's a blessing that I have him on my staff from what he provides with the running backs, from what he provides with academics. He's also our academic advisor um, for all athletes, not just football. Uh, he's, he's a head track coach. You know what I mean? For all those things he does, the most one one of the most important, not the most important, one of the most important things is that recruiting aspect because it is nonstop, like all the time. His phone's on his chest when he sleeps on the couch at night. <laughs> Somebody about coming to see a kid or getting a kid up on campus or or whatever it is. So even though Dylan was committed to Georgia before he got to Buford, I'm sure your phones haven't stopped ringing though, right? Just because you commit don't mean it's over. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with Edric saying they're they're still after him every day and they're coming to see him play and all that stuff. But um, it's still blowing up as far as a kid that, you know, was committed by the time he got here and, um, and, and just, you know, I mean, he, he's, he's even killed and he's not really worried about that. And as far as the kids, neither, none of them are. It's just like, coach, I want to, I'm ready to play this week and then ready to do a good job. But, you know, I, I have to ask coach Davis, but I'm sure it's still blowing up for all three of those kids. 
What have you learned about being a head coach in your time there as the head coach at Buford with everything and the expectations and the history that you were a part of, all of these kinds of things? What 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 have you learned about yourself as being a head coach? I always thought I was good multitasker, but I'm, I'm, I'm I feel like I'm really good at it now. Even though some <laughs> things you don't do everything, or you don't meet a deadline, or you forgot to email this person back, or whatever, it's it's still it's just a lot. It's a lot of things. You're you're basically the CEO of a corporation, and you know I got a lot of help in in in, in the, the city, the town has my back and, and they help me out with the people I need to, to get the job done. But still, I probably could honestly hire, you know, two to three more per people in, in every department and still things will slip through the cracks. That's how much is coming at us every, each and every day from meals to, to parents, to meetings, to, to practice. You know what I mean? I'm, I, I hadn't left this desk almost all day long today and I still feel like I'm, I'm behind. So it's just a lot of stuff going on, <laughs> but you know, you kind of, Hit what you can hit, and if you miss something, you apologize and, and, and try to do better the next time, and, and and hopefully come Friday night you can put a good product out on the field that has a chance to win. Yeah, we don't want to keep you too long either, but you said Friday night. We're so excited for the game against Carver Atlanta on GPP Sports there at Tom Ryden Stadium. Preview that one for us, and what what's the atmosphere going to be like? What are your expectations for Friday night? I think it'll be a good atmosphere. It'll, it'll be fun. It's homecoming for us. So, um, you know, we got to have a lot of people back in town. Um, I can't remember which one. It's 23 to 2013, I believe. State championship team will be in the house. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's um, going to be fun. Like from what the atmosphere was last year in our last couple games uh, with Mill Creek and, and you know, the um, I can't remember what was after that. We had Mallard. I believe it was. Yeah, Mallard Creek was uh was was early. I know um but last one and then St. Francis this year, those atmospheres were unbelievable as far as what I'm used to being a part of in Tom Riding Stadium. You know, mm -hmm. back in the day it was like three three thousand people and you're like, good, good gracious now. You've had twelve and probably eight or nine, you know, in their last three games, and wow. it's just been been electric every time. So it, it, it's a fun place to play. It, it's, it's a historic place to play. A lot of good wins and, and blessed to be a part of a bunch of those good wins throughout my career. Um, but I'm looking forward to playing, you know, a really good, well-coached and athletic Carver team. Uh, I know we've played these guys a couple times over the last four or five years, and and I know Coach Miles really well, and I know he'll have these kids ready to play uh, regardless of the stadium or regardless of the situation the game is. No doubt about it. Last question for you from me, and thanks for for hanging out with us. We we As a part of our recruiting element that we have here at GPB Sports, we have the Make That Kid an Offer segment where there's a student athlete that for whatever reason, they're too whatever, too slow in quotation marks, too small in quotation marks, whatever. For whatever reason, they're not getting the looks that you think they deserve or they're just not getting looks, period. Does anyone on your roster fit that, make that kid an offer because of all the attention everyone yeah, else is getting? I was going to say, everyone's getting so much attention. There's got to be somebody. Is somebody like in that second level that's not getting looks that you think need to, needs to get a look or two? Yeah, there always is. And, and Coach Davis and I have joked about, around about it so long. We have so many good players, and they do it the right way. They compete, and they understand that they're not going to get every snap because there's another good kid just as good right beside them. Uh, but over the years, there's always been one or two kids that either get recruited late or don't get recruited almost at all because there's like there's no way there's that that many good players on this team. And, and I just think you know they're they're not perfect. They're not they're not you know the great greatest, but they're still really good football players that want to play college football and will go to college and, and play really well. We've had plenty of them to get offers late and play really well 
um, on these campuses. But honestly, the one that jumps out of my head right now is uh, is Chris Garland, um, you know, corner safety for us. He's getting a little bit of looks from he's a high academic student getting getting. I think he got offered from Yale not too long ago, but he's a long, explosive, physical defensive back and he plays corner and safety in our in our defense and that's a hard thing to do it's hard enough to play safety but he plays both and doesn't make many mistakes um he he jumps off the page to me as far as a guy that hadn't really got some of these guys you know are good and they've gotten some offers here and there but he's the one that's i think he's sitting on one and his play has shown over the first couple of weeks that he's a big time player he just hadn't you know hit the streets completely yet you know what i mean as far as his tape and, and people knowing about him but i would say chris garland um Number 23 for us is one to watch out for. Well, we're looking awesome. forward to seeing all of you guys up at Tom Ryden Stadium. And uh, we're also going to keep an eye on a piece of news that there is possibly a new stadium Ooh, being built. Yeah. All these memories from Tom Ryden. We've heard about a new stadium possibly being built. So we're looking forward to seeing that. But once again, Coach, thanks for hanging out with us here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. We will see you Friday night for your matchup against Carver Atlanta for homecoming. Thanks for hanging out with us here on GPB. Sounds good. I appreciate you guys having me. So we got just a few more minutes with Coach App Uh after we let him go from the podcast to ask him about the new stadium. And he said they have broken ground. It's a $10 million facility. They're actually in the middle of already putting up pillars. Mm -hmm. So... Things are off and running with the new stadium. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what this looks like yeah. when it's completed. I mean, I know that we've all grown up covering games at Tom Ryden. We know the environment. We had the Mill Creek game on our air last year and just how loud it can be and how much of a fortress it is and how just everyone's on top of you if you're on the, you know, if you're not someone from Buford there, but really looking forward to seeing how things develop there in Buford. Just another step in AAA excellence that you're seeing out there at Buford. Um, arts, academics, athletics, all in one place. New high school, a couple of years old, and now we're working on another uh, high school football stadium. The arena that they have there for basketball and all the other indoor sports is fantastic. Great work being done up there at Buford. I didn't ask him. I wonder if there's a name yet for it. The Bryant Appling Dome. <laughs> the Coach App Stadium. It's Coach App Dome is what it is. <laughs> That's what it should be, honestly. There you go. So we have talked about it endlessly on the podcast. Our game. Wait, what? Carver Atl- endlessly? Endlessly. Okay. So here it is again. Carver Atlanta versus Buford yeah. this Friday. This Friday. 7.30. Not next Friday. This Friday. This Friday. 7.30. 7.30. It's going to be an awesome game. You don't want to want to miss it. Warner Robins in Dutchtown yep, is that's our web the game. web game. Looking forward to having Region the state opener. watch Judd Anderson, the quarterback at Warner Robins. And Dutchtown's defense going up against the offense of Warner Robins. Really looking forward to seeing that one. That's on the web, gpb.org slash sports. That is your multi-screen experience. So it is Carver, Atlanta, and Buford on one screen of your choosing. And it is Dutchtown hosting Warner Robins on the other screen of your choosing as a part of your Friday night here on the GPP. We're getting closer and closer to doing our flag games on Thursdays in October, so we have that to come. Yes. But blogs are out. Poll question of the week is on the app. Go vote for that. Mm-hmm. And, John, um, we, I think that's it no, for the it's podcast. Not, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it's not. That's it no, for the podcast, it, No, it's folks. not. Thanks for joining us. No, it's not. On the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. She is so incorrect. It's we not even funny. See you next week. It, it is the it is the staff whip around portion of the program. And, and by the way, Snake gets the game of the week. I think this yeah. is the first time. I he think gets this the legitimately star. this is the first time that we have had 
someone attached to the Football Fridays in Georgia staff have the game and it end up being the game of the week and on our air. So all of these different things, very, very cool. So Snake got the win with Parkview. I think Darlington had the week off, Ambassador Jeremy, if I'm correct, because I did not see a final score. Yeah, they had the week off, so that means it's not a loss. That's true. That's good. That is true. And I think the same applies for King James and his Central Macon Chargers. I believe that they had the week off as well. So uh, that was that was pretty solid work from all of those folks. Uh, Lakeside took it on the chin. Uh, last week, they ended up losing 35 nothing to Osborne. Mm. And uh, some school called Lassiter, mm-hmm. uh, they did not win either. Mm-hmm. They lost 20-10 to to Woodstock last week. 0-3. So there you go. So uh, that, 0-3, is, that, is, that is your staff whip around. And uh, Commander Sandy's Decatur Bulldogs, I believe, also had the week off last week. So that is where that is. Um, let's see. What else do we have? To, oh, we have a box. Oh. We have stuff. Oh. We, we have new stuff. Okay. All right. So first and foremost, for those who, uh, you know, that we heard about Houston County. Yes. Our podcast three weeks ago. Yeah. So Houston County, ago. Houston County, uh, everybody there sent us Yay. these, the Highway 96 branding t-shirts. Very, very cool. Once again. Thanks I to told Coach, Coach Edwards, Edwards I'd wear mine next Monday on, on the podcast. There's, there's so. your close-up right there. The Highway 96 stuff right there. Awesome. Great, Great stuff from our friends at Houston County. It's their new logo. Yes, it is, it is their new logo and tagline. Okay, so now, uh, does anybody on the other side of the glass have a straight edge? Because I have to open Just a box. Just use your pin, John. I have to open a box. Oh. I don't know if we were expecting this on the podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, you were. Was I? Yeah, you were. I told you that we had a box. Here, do you need? Yeah, I need a straight edge. Unless my fingernails. How about will the work. end of my hairbrush? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, keys. Oh, keys, but is it a disposable key? Key. King oh. James is coming in. King James oh. is coming in with a disposable pen. Okay, I also had a key. Good work. That's solid. Our friends at Tryon, by the way, came up big. <laughs> How long see. is it going to take John to open up well, see, this cardboard box? James! Here. No, wait, I got it. Hang on. It's just attacking the tape after Take that. the key. No. Because then I'm going to damage your key, and then you're going to blame me for no, something No, I'm not. You I can't damage do. a key. Yeah, you can. You can keep it from doing its work. This is, I mean, <laughs> this is me at Christmas, by the way. And the problems that I have. you opening up this cardboard this box? Is, this is def- phenomenal def- radio. <laughs> like, this is great. Defines you, John. Okay, so here we go. Our friends at Tryon. Coach Patrick and everybody at Tryon. The, uh, the Blue Bulldogs. Check this out. We have a helmet from our okay. friends at Tryon. Oh, That's okay. amazing. <clears throat> That's an awesome hey, helmet. Hey, John. Yeah? As somebody from Rome, Georgia, mm-hmm. I've always heard it pronounced Tryon. Well, that's because you are from Northwest Georgia. Okay. I mean, that's like that's like saying uh, that's like saying Kaida County if you're from Kaida. I'm gonna put this right here. Or like Benedictine. Benedict, yeah, and it's if Benedictine you're around the area. Yeah. Okay. This is, okay, so if you're on the audio version only, yes. white helmet, yes, and like a very shiny royal blue tee and some royal blue stripes down the middle. Yes. Very very cool helmet. Very okay. used. Very banged that, that's, up. That's some, that's some paint that got traded there. That's a cool one. And so uh, I'm checking the size right, as, as it gets tangled in So my... obviously this has never been opened. No. We, this is surprises. Yes. Ooh. Shirt so, for me? Yeah, that's for you. That's a large. Yay. So Hannah. Very cool shirt. Got a try-on football shirt. Yeah, blue t-shirt. Blue t. 
and then I ended up with the dress grays. Very cool. So once again, thanks to our friends at Tryon. Yes, very, very soft. So once again, thanks to our friends at Tryon for mm -hmm. adding to the stacks, Coach Patrick and everybody there. Very, very cool. And yeah, I mean, it's... it's so we did have a friend today, even though I've still forgotten the Cedartown... Hart County! <laughs> what helmet do I have? Hart I County! I have one in my car that I need to bring in and I can't remember. But, yes. Okay. Sean Patrick and everybody at Tryon. I'm going to remember. Big, big shout out and a big thanks. And then you said, okay, so we're going to wrap up once again. All right, so Jeremy Edwards, yeah, time to go. you were told he you told him that you're going to wear the Highway 96 yes, stuff I'm next week. I'm going to wear it on the podcast next week. And if there's any school so out you, there, you, you wear your shirt too. We'll both will match. Well, I got to wear. I've got to wear a different one next week. Oh, okay. You all wear a different one. But uh, yeah, if your school uh, does not have a helmet hit that is sent here to GPB, we'd love to have it and add it to our stacks. We'll show it here on the podcast every week, and when we roll out the set, it'll be theirs as well. Uh, thanks to Danny Britt. Yep. Benedictine. Thanks to uh, Coach App yep. and Buford as we as we get ready for the Coach App Dome to be built mm -hmm. on the Buford Highway on the Buford Highway in the Buford High School campus. Game of the week Friday night seven thirty. Carver Atlanta Buford on the over the air side on web. It is Dutchtown hosting Warner Robins. Very very cool stuff here. Another week here on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast where I get to open boxes and fail in a timely fashion. So for, yes, so for King James, for Ambassador Jeremy, for Jake the Snake, and for Hannah, I am just John, or maybe I'm Elmer, I don't know. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us for another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy your games. We'll catch up with you next week. to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.